Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, radio hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about the uh, um, technical goodies. Radio hotler. Hot, 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 hot. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. JP glasses here last week. I did. Well, I'm glad we yeah. found out whose glasses they were. Yeah. Well, I just figured he'd work out. He would work out the other point. And obviously, he didn't. Not at all, because I was confused by having five sets of glasses. <laughs> only five. Well, well, I knew I didn't have five, <laughs> and the only reason being there are such a large number was because I didn't want to be travelling between Sydney and Adelaide, and Woolloomooloo, and, and one in the car up in Sydney, and the one in the car, it sort of, so, I thought, hang What on. about Port Macquarie, is there a pair That made it difficult for me, no, uh, right. no, not right. right. only reading when I go up there, <laughs> <laughs> but it made it difficult yeah. for me with menus, and especially the back of shampoo bottles. <laughs> But that's another story. Definitely not a story suitable for episode 179. A good engine if you happen to have an old E.H. Holden. That's right. A radio hot lap. Red motor. Red motor. Red hot radio hot lap. That light-hearted and zany podcast that takes a look at the world of motor racing in a light-hearted fashion. Cool emerging technologies, gadgets, barbecues other cooking experiences and tonight being some interesting Chinesey oramas. Yeah. And Deca- dun, dun, dun. detailed dogs. Lawsuits. Lawsuits. <laughs> very good. JP, how are you tonight, mate? Oh, very well, thank you, Johnny. How are you? I'm just going to flick the mic around over there. I've been hogging the stereo. No, you haven't. That's all right. That's cool. Would you like a... Do you want a stool, mate? No, I don't. No, I'm going to get you a stool. No, no, I'm fine. I'm going to get you the stool. Okay, get me the stool then. Viewers, talk amongst yourselves for a second while he gets me the stool. In fact, he's giving me the one that he had. Is this the broken... The one with the broken bit? Nothing worse, Rust. Oh, little dogs. Dogs are here, viewers. She's been totally detailed today. She smells all... Clean and fluffy, don't you? Huh? And I've been fleeced. <laughs> In fact, it's International Dad's Day for Dogs. Because we've got FWBM, yep. you and me here, and dogs are right. detailed, and you're on your fluffiness. Have a go at you. I'll tell you. How good are you? 40 bucks for a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you're right, chump chops for dinner. I reckon. So, what are you drinking, son? But, uh, I'm having a, uh, I'm having a Michelton, a Michelton Shiraz, oh. 09, Central Victoria. In fact, uh, FWBM, uh, could you come in here for a moment? Just the, the um, he, he brought these home, and I, I don't know much about it, but um, well, from the pristine Goulburn River. He, he, well, well, maybe he's, he'll have to fill us in later on. He, he, he doesn't want to come in. Right, okay, fair enough. And yourself, something from a historic car core, I see. In the the historic Carcor Royal Hotel Echo Holder that we got on our way to the Bathurst 12-hour 
last year. The <laughs> dogs making a mess. And inside of the historic Royal Hotel Carcor Echo Holder, I have a Carlton Mid-Strength beer because I uh, have to drive home later. So I didn't want anything. As you do each time. True. JP. Very true. Listen, Russ, you got everything there now. Let's see. If you can't snuggle down now, Russ, you never will. There you go. Beautiful. Well, again, welcome to the first show on stools. (laughs) On stools. (laughs) Stool show. So, JP, what's been happening? Just generally speaking, I mean, you know, what... I Generally, I didn't see you last weekend. We didn't go to a, any birthday parties, or didn't no, we didn't. No, 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 no. But we had know? we had a big weekend of motorsport on the Teve. In fact, we did. And, and it, in it fact, was, it was an extremely annoying weekend of motorsport. Well, we'll get to the Channel Seven coverage or lack thereof later. But well, no, uh, I think we should get straight into it. Do let's you get the bitch All right, Well, let's okay. Well, let's bitch straight off about because it was bitchable on Sunday. Oh, the Sunday coverage and why. I mean, Channel 7, we've whinged about this before. But they with promised the they the wouldn't let the footy interfere. Yeah, but they did. But the most annoying thing, viewers, for those of you... They actually delayed it even further. I know. For those of you interstate who didn't get stuffed around like we did, here in Adelaide, on Sunday, we had to watch 7 Mate from 3.15 to 4.15... For, no, for, from... 2.45 to 3.45 or 3 till 4, whatever, for practice. And then we had to switch to Channel 7 between 4 and 6 for the race. Because in between 1 and 4 on Channel 7 was a footy game... Which went overtime. Which didn't just go overtime, but it was also nothing to do with South Australia. There wasn't a South Australian team in it. It was a Victorian team versus that new mob out of Sydney. I want answers, Michael. I want answers. It's stupid. I mean, what are they thinking? I don't know. Well, they're not thinking, are they? Well, they're not and thinking. And it's clear all. they don't give a... They don't Flying rat's ass. No, oh, what's a, not, what's a nice South Australian vernacular? Come on. Uh, uh, I don't know. A what? A, an Angelarchus prawn. That's right. I don't give an Angelarchus prawn. True. <laughs> About us poor viewers. Hopefully Michael will be coming up my birthday. Yeah, that would be nice. It, so, it was disappointing, and I, I mean, and there I was, being invited out to um, a, a do uh, in the afternoon with with, uh, with a bunch of people up the road, and I thought, oh, that's fine, I'll, I'll, I'll come up. And they said, the racing's on TV, and I went, how many TVs have you got? Exactly. So I thought, you know, you can sort of get away with a little bit of a, an eyeball over here, but, you know, you can't steal remote controls and put... No, you can't. And people are going, you know, what the fuck's the And then meanwhile, Formula One had started on... 1HD before the V8s had even finished. Miserable. Miserable as but racing spectacular, probably the best weekend's motor racing we've had in a long, long time. Let's rewind to V8 supercars Saturday over in New Zealand. Well, the weather wasn't good. I fell asleep on the couch. (laughs) Yeah, only to wake up and find that I was hoping for the biggest biff and barge at the very end of that race where... uh, Craig was going to get on and, and, yep. and hit the back of Rick Kelly and then be more dramas. <laughs> Mind you, the media make it up. True. They do sort of pump it up a bit. But nevertheless, it was still... I mean, just the whole the whole show, the whole Hamilton thing, they couldn't have turned on better weather for close racing than they did. It was just excellent. 
the the lead changes, the pit stop stuff ups, the spins on the way into the pits causing pile ups. It was all happening. It was just it was so far to say, JP. Actually, whilst we haven't probably seen a wild street wet street race like that for many many years, perhaps mm -hmm. the two thousand Eclipse uh, or five hundred. Yes, but. Having said that, with it being such bad weather, I thought they were actually very, very composed in that they managed to deal with the conditions. You either had a car that worked well, or you had a car that misbehaved early, and you're, you're, you're just nowhere. True, true. But then they, I, I thought it was interesting that at some point there, um, somebody was saying, oh, you know, this, this is stupid, we shouldn't be doing this, rah, rah, rah. Uh, boys, it's the same for everybody. Your racing drivers, deal with it. And it's not even like the days of Formula One where we had those two years of torrential downpours here in Adelaide where they're in open wheelers and they're getting soaking wet and everything. They're in they're in sedans. So, you know, it's it's sedans. no well, sedans. Closed as opposed to station wagons. Closed in vehicles. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> not school. Not open wheelers. All right. but I, I mean, but like, you know what I'm saying. Like though, 58, don't. 59 laps of it. Yeah. You know, like at one one minute thirty, one minute forty away, whatever yeah. it was. Um, so it, it's but still gonna, the fastest guy wins. But I mean, you get all these racing car drivers together, if that's what you call them. Are you mm -hmm. right, dogs? <laughs> We're having a dig. Oh my God, she is on it, isn't she? She is. It's just chewing everything. It, and you say, here's the deal, guys. It's going to be really wet. Now, we don't want to tell you how to race exactly, but could you try and avoid having a safety car period in the first place? Yep, 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 yep. Yes, miss. Yes, miss. No, sir. Yeah. Right, Thomas, love you. Absolutely. Here's your bottle of brandy for Christmas. And then all those rules go out the window. Yeah. And they never do. So, so the question is, why do they bother saying that from a driver's perspective, this perspective and saying, yeah, I'm going to do that? Or... You know, from the stewards going, can you be good boys? Who's who's not learning? Both sides. Exactly. But, so I, that's why I award the whole the whole event is I thought very well behaved under poor conditions because we've seen many more people go in at turn three, turn two, uh, turn two, yeah, turn two, turn yeah. two, yeah, uh, the run down the back straight. We've seen that many more times in dry weather when they have in the wet. Mm. But. It was, honestly, I have to say it was a great weekend's racing. Even notwithstanding the Channel Seven coverage on um, on Sunday, the two hours from four till six that they that they put on, even though we didn't get to see the podium or the uh, driver interviews at the end and all the rest of the stuff, was still a great. It was a, it was a great spectacle. It was just really, really good and interesting good. results too. yeah it was good to see the the, the, the kelly brothers Kelly's get up, up get up there yep. on the podium and with seal in the middle and um you know, not the, you know he's on the podium and while you're talking right. about the kelly brothers it was good to see um greg murphy actually uh making some progress at last in in the kelly brothers car so and he well, seemed fairly I, upbeat it appears that the entire kelly program has been making some 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 progress there and that would no doubt uh, uh make uh, uncle al happy yeah who um is trying to rent his uh his um, New Zealand a batch, as they would say, spelled B-A-C-H, batch. Yeah. Um, I thought that was Johann Sebastian. In uh, Monaco for the Grand Prix for Amir, Amir, Amir. <laughs> 3,000 euros. <laughs> Contact me if you, if you want. If four nights to sleeps four. I think it's a pretty good deal. Four nights sleeps four. Now that's 16 moments in bed per person, <laughs> divided by 3,000 euros, euros. 
Yeah. Um, and a, and a pre-entry uh, to the Amberlounge. <laughs> Amberlounge? Is that 44 Amberlounge? Now, don't get... All right, just, just leave that alone. Okay. Right, just, just go and have a look at Amberlounge. You need to see, you'll see it's a, it's a special deal. Um, yeah. Ring me, and I'll sort it out for you. Ring Hardy. Hardy will, Hardy will sort it. So there you go. Blah, blah, blah me. I don't care. Yeah, ah, there you go. So, Sorry, anyway, the following day, the gizzers got up. Hey, and look, yeah. oh, it's a national holiday. Well, it would be in New Zealand, wouldn't it, with the giz getting up? They were all very happy, weren't they? they would have been well, a isn't that great? I mean, something's gone right in New Zealand. Zealand. Yep, it is good. It's very good. I see that uh, they're all a bit, well, some of them at least, like the uh, Jim Bean cars and the... Uh, D, what, DJR and Gary Rogers uh, with Caruso's uh, Commodore uh, are doing a bit of uh, extra work over Easter in order to get the cars ready for uh, Barbagallo next weekend. So, um, was there a schnaff? Well, there was quite a few schnaffies, as it happens, but uh, <laughs> it's a bit of work, a bit of work, and bargs, well, <laughs> nice bonnet bargs. What story was that? Oh, Sunday, with the bonnet flipping back up. Well, I, tried. I didn't see it. Didn't you see it? No, I must have been flicking. You must have been. That was a bit of flickage. I was flicking on the F1s. <laughs> you know how long it takes a bonnet to flick? That's, True. that's not very long. Than flickage. Not very long, but probably similar. But uh, no, but a great, a great weekend's uh, V8s. Someone put uh, the pins down. Pins in. <laughs> no, no, the pins were in. <laughs> it was just that the, when it was that bent and the and the air got underneath it, there was nowhere it was going but pins up. flat against the bloody windscreen. And but I think he did very well. Did he smash his windscreen? Get around? No. Get around with it up Didn't there. smash his windscreen? No. no. And I must think because they're expensive with those heater systems. They are. But and I noticed that many of the cars were very much fogged up along the sides. Yes. And so that was going to make it difficult for anyone to be able to sort of go, hey, if someone who's down inside of me, mm. unless you have a spotter. Yeah. So perhaps what they need to do when they have bad events like this is we get cherry pickers for all the teams. Have a little, like a little party up there, like a, like a, a gazebo for spotters on a pole. <laughs> yeah, How good sure. would that be? On the radio. And it, cut. Yeah. yeah, but Watch with, out, with an esky. Yeah. And then you can just see that yeah, on top of that, that then, then, then TC could sell a little spot on top right. for extra for gazebo viewers. viewers. A, high, a premium price, obviously. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> best best and, view on the and, circuit. And what he'd do is throw in a free bungee jump off because <laughs> there's no way to get you down, and you'd be coming up with a cherry, which is a unique in its own right. Well, it is, you're right. One but would you have alcohol up there, or would you no, have the ban alcohol? Oh, no, you'd have that alcohol, but you'd have the extreme OH and S Vest 2.0, right? Which has got okay. uh, flotation devices and uh, you know, you know, yep. yeah, and you'd have to have a crash you, you could be sitting you in a different jump. seat if you're in another airline, right? Okay, or, you know, unless you're on Tiger because you won't be in a seat. <laughs> you still even if you can get on the plane and around on the lounge. I was going to say, you won't even get on the plane. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, F1. Yeah. F1. F1, F1. Well, what a brilliant, brilliant race. Thank you, Pirelli. Well, you have to it. say thank you. I didn't Pirelli. say I was flicking. Oh, you can't have been flicking at um, that time. I, I flicked so much, I lost the theme of it all. Oh, look, it was... It was... I'll tell you what. 
Jean Alaisi, of all people. Sean? Jean. Sean? Jean. He wasn't in England? Jean Alaisi. He wasn't in New Zealand? Shut up. We're going on to F1. Been out the paddock. Sean Alaisi. He reckons, he reckons, he's, we're poised for a classic season after witnessing the first three Grand Prix of the year. Oh, the experts are coming in. So, there you go. So, what would he know? All of the early criticism about Pirelli, he reckons they're going to, they're hailed as heroes for providing, and I'll quote this little bit, for providing rubber that undoubtedly spices up the show. There you go. What would he know? So, Ex-Formula 1 driver that won yeah, a few yeah, Grand Prix. 201 Grand Prix That's between 1989 no and 2001. Absolutely useless. Of course he'd know what's going on. But it was, it was good. DRS was a bit... I mean, it certainly led to some overtaking moves, which were really good down that long straight in China. But um, that... Well, in fact, the consensus, JP, across yes. the entire Formula 1 circus is that the new rules, specifically DRS, have spiced the whole thing up. And the person who has put his hand up at the top of the, like, DRS, I love it tree, mm. is uh, none other than, uh, than Shuey's best mate, Nico Rosberg. Mm. Rosberg. Well, he certainly had a great race, didn't he? Just a shame about the uh, strategy and, again, the tyres, but uh, there you go. It's, DRS. Uh, now, what does that stand for again? Drag reduction system. Hard to know early in the season. It is. With their little acronym brothers on their BBC. Rally. You can't call it an acronym. Folks will tell you off. It can only be an acronym if you if it makes a word. And drus isn't a word. Doctors. Call it the doctors system. Yeah, well, FGS can go and get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Because we'll play acronyms when we want it. Because he's not we in will. charge of that. But. Good on Lewis Hamilton for uh, actually getting there and, and, and getting in front of um, LWS, HM Elton. I see that he, he's referring to it as uh, one of his top three wins. It's up there supposedly with Silverstone and Monaco in 2008. So he was a very, very happy chappy. Um, and of course, Mark Webber. Well, what can you say? From <laughs> 16th on the grid, going backwards when he had the hard tyres on at the beginning. Up to third. That's one of those a monumental effort. It was just an absolutely monumental effort, and uh, oh, just great to watch. Just watching him slicing back through was brilliant. I didn't see it, didn't you? Flicking. Well, there you go. Flicking. A bonnet blew up on my screen. A what? What? A bonnet. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you were pissed somewhere, weren't you? No, no, I was here. Yeah. Blew up on yeah, my yeah, screen. Yeah, bonnet blew up. Anyway, it was but you missed a great um a great race, there's no two ways about it. Really, really great race. One of the better ones for the last probably two or three years I'd say. That's a very good start to today's show. Now, one thing on Formula One, viewers, just one. If any of you have got the show, the uh, the race recorded, I can't say taped because nobody tapes anything anymore. If it's sitting on a hard drive somewhere in your personal video recorder, um, just rewind to the very beginning of the press conference. Because I was making a joke all weekend to everybody I spoke to who knew that you know I'm interested in motor racing and da 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 da, da how it was the 2011 
USB Chinese Grand Prix. <laughs> a UBS. Yeah, it was UBS, you're right. But I, I like the thought of it being USB, right? Universal Serial Bus. So, as it turns out, Vettel stuffed up because he was only USB 2 with a two-stop strategy. <laughs> and Weber and Hamilton it's a poor, were USB 3. It's a poor so, they were quicker. Yeah, yeah but no, no, but oh, that's not the joke. I see. But that's not the joke. The joke is, as I just said to the viewers, if you rewind to the press conference, the guy who introed the press conference, he who usually it. sits there asking the question, guess what he said? USB. He did. He actually said USB. I thought it was brilliant. There you go. So there you go. Well, that's, that's an excellent observation. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending that amount of time um, listening there because I was uh, busy flicking um, and, and having bonnet issues and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, before we start a show like this each week, um, I suppose it's only fair that we should tell the viewers that we, we do sit down for an hour of training, a prize just to help ourselves along and, and get some, you know, lightheartedness. <laughs> Recently, more lightheartedness. And, and that's involved more training, of course, because to be as lighthearted as we are takes a lot of effort. And it, it has, and in tonight. Uh, yes. Part of your lighthearted training uh, was uh, a, a, quite a nice, well, I say quite a nice, but it's up to you to tell me. And perhaps FWBM, if you wanted to come in here and tell a bit, talk about the one. A little uh, cheeky uh, Chinesey. Uh, it was excellent, the old Chinesey on it. Absolutely excellent. And that's what, what I said right at the very beginning when I didn't realise you'd switched the, uh, the machine on. Um, and I said, that was great. And I was talking about the omelette with the. That and a couple of Seinfeld episodes, which get us up to you know speed about uh, subject about nothing, and then a little sneaky Michelton Sharanas at FWB. FWB was here. Evening, gentlemen. How are you? Yeah, well, we both. You said so <laughs> So, what have we got here, Andrew? Ah, uh, well, you know, it's Easter, and uh, it's a great time for drinking a couple of glasses of wine with family and friends. And there's some good deals on some good deals. So we've we've gone Shiraz <laughs> Happy. Don't, don't we don't do a Dan Murphy's yeah, job on it. Because of Dan Murphy's well I can't do. Well yeah, if we were gonna get a sponsor it'd be better to get either a butcher's shop mm -hmm. or someone that sells grog, then we could say what we like about the motorsport and we wouldn't upset anybody. That's very true. That's, That's right. JP's, it's consumed. JP always has Consum a good idea. sponsor mm -hmm. consumption. Yeah. You should listen to it more often, John. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, so I, what I, have we got? I don't really want to talk about wines t tonight, specific wines, because you know we've got some good, you know, good. Well, what's good with the Mitchelton? Mitchelton, Mitchelton, great little uh, firm over in Victoria. <gasps> Did I just swear that? No, I don't oh. think so. Not for the Victorians. No, we've got an international audience, oh, Andrew. We I can't keep, afford to put I keep Victorians on I keep forgetting there's just more than the ten people that listen to it in SA. That's, That's right. True. So, uh, yeah, a great little Shiraz from Central Victoria. That's the second week in a, week in a row his rent's gone up. <laughs> Listen, I've not been on this show for several weeks. You've obviously, you know, I've done something wrong. You don't want me on it anymore. And Well, we've been doing it on a Thursday night because yeah, we know you work true, late, but true. we no, couldn't make it Thursday this anyway, week, anyway, so John, you're here. John's waving his arm. And he's, <laughs> he does hurry that well, up. He does he? The, yeah. But look, I just wanted to say, it's Easter break coming up, so obviously a lot of people have got a lot of spare time on their hands. If they've got a, something they want to do for a couple of days or just for a day, head up to the Barossa, and the Barossa Vintage Festival is on. There's some 
huge amounts of events going on there at the moment, starting on Saturday with the opening show up at Sepples Field. But there's some great fun there to be had for, for, for the children, for families, or if you just want to go out for a, a bit of lunch, a bit of breakfast, some dinner, wine tasting, whatever you want to do. There's a whole heap of events being going on there for the next nine days or so. So Ooh, just jump days. on the website, have a look, and uh, hopefully you'll find something you enjoy. But, so uh, even the interstate viewers in Sydney could actually leave on Friday and get there by Sunday lunch for a good for a bit Sunday, of Sunday, Monday and drive back Tuesday because with this yeah. extra day we've got this weekend it's That's it's right. a perfect opportunity so uh, yeah. you know forecast is looking good you get up it there is. and uh, make the most of us there guys and here ends the sensible part of the show thank you FWBM absolutely uh, please uh, return to the front uh, luxuriously <laughs> 24 degree evening um, um, zone there Over and um, have you seen the dogs have a go mm -hmm. oh Unbelievable. <coughs> you know, speaking of the dogs, I um, tried to uh, take uh, uh, Russ.csd, uh, chicken shop dogs, to the chicken shop today. But I, 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 could, I couldn't get. Mate, there were so many leaves there. She sniffed and sniffed and sniffed, and after 20 minutes, I got barely 50 metres down the road. Well, well, you could have picked her up. Yeah, but I was trying to take her for a walk. Right. Because she had been to the detailers this morning, right. as you've already well, So heard. she didn't want to get dirty. Well, no, she didn't want to walk, <laughs> but she wanted to eat. So I went to the chicken shop and came back. And after having a very nice chat with the uh, the local uh, uh, Mr. Plod, um, and we had Mr. Plod, yeah, Mr. Plod was, there, Mr. was he in the chicken shop? He was in because you know shop. when I went to get chicken when the clipsaw was on. There was Mr. Plod in there then. Well, th because, funnily enough, that is because that actual chicken shop yes. is the very original Red Rooster chicken shop that they pay Not the a chain. huge Not amount. Not the Red Rooster chain. Well, remember I talked about lawsuits yeah. earlier in the show? Yeah. Well, there was a huge lawsuit about the Red Rooster chain that came in yes. and said, look, I, we're just taking the name here. <laughs> yeah, little delicatessen on the corner of those chickens. Uh, ironically better than us. <laughs> and uh, and uh, just walked all over him. Well, wasn't to be, was it? Obviously not, because it's no, not red no. rooster. Law had its uh, had its way, and uh, a large sum of money was paid out to the uh, house of red rooster here on the parade in Norwood. The original, the original house of red rooster. Now red yes. rooster goes on seeming to lose money and doesn't seem to be doing much around. Well, I must say, it did have quite a good flavour, but mm. that's the original red rooster. So, so um, go. I got my uh, got my roll, came back and, and sat here with Russ. Now, now Russ... So you got chicken roll? Chicken roll. Roll. For Russ or for you? For me. Roll. Cut in half. So half for you and half for Russ? No, no cut in half for me. Roll. Okay. With gravy and, and slightly toasted. And, and the deal slightly is... Toasted. Slightly toasted? Slightly mm. toasted. Okay. You, outside you or inside? Outside. Oh, see, that's unusual. Usually the toasting goes on on the inside, so the gravy soakage isn't so extreme. But they have, they have, they layer it perfectly to counteract gravy soakage. Right, okay. And, what's more, I use a filtration method by adding a little bit of <laughs> tomato <laughs> and lettuce into it. Right. With a, so you do that when you get back? No. Lettuce and tomato? No. They do that. It has to be pre-sorted. Right. Okay. With an absolute minimal smattering of onion. Okay. So here's the deal that Russ and I have, because they have a cut, and then they come back and they go, oh, nice glass of white wine, sit outside, and the teppanyaki aroma, dogs up on there. But any, th any chicken that falls out of the roll onto the plate is Rust's. Mm -hmm. well, there's quite a lot of 
foliage. Right. But it didn't have any onion connection. Anyway, Russ loved it. Mm, that's good. She's told mm, she's she must be full up with gravy it. chicken with a smattering of onion flavouring. But uh, well, there you the, go. Uh, Mr. Plod said, have a nice weekend. Oh, and and nice be, be good on the road. I said, look, I've got a high-performance vehicle, but I won't be taking it away this weekend, so I'll be going on Tuesday, and we're using the, the Forrester. That's and right. he was very... He, he said he was going off to Black Point. I said, everyone's going to Black Point. How many fucking people live in Black Point? Everyone's at Black Point. He said, I'm going to go for a fish. I said, well, I'll say hello to Glenn Cooper. I That's really, right. He said, yeah, and he probably will too. Yeah. And uh, you're right, everybody does go to Black Point. And in fact, you wouldn't want to get caught in the traffic jam on the way back from the peninsula on Tuesday when they're all leaving their little holiday homes. <laughs> Aston Martin has uh, launched their GT3 competition vehicle, which is going to replace the DBRS9 um, that they ran for the first time in 2006 at Le Mans. It's had uh, 26 chassis built. In fact, uh, one of them is in the hands of Tony Quinn here in Australia. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, beautiful car in indeed. And in fact, uh, it was the, the last one. And in fact, the last victory it had was at Mount Panorama last year. Um, and last week, a podium finish at Zolder in uh, an FIA GT. So the new Vantage GT3, it joins the Vantage GT2, GT4, DBR9, GT1, and AMR1, and LMP1, and contingent of our Yamaha cars around today. Designed specifically to, F- to Stefan Rattel's SRO, or now Blanc Pain. What? Blanc Pain. <laughs> and you would take the piss out of me for saying you're a lacy. <laughs> Would you like to spell that? Look, we'll get Kimmy on the phone later. He'll help us out. <laughs> no, he won't know. He, he will. I'm not talking. Hang on. I'll talk to him in a minute. But anyway, um, John Gore, Aston Martin oh, yes. Racing Director, Managing Director, said, Our S9 has been a very successful GT3 racing car, and despite more than six years old, it's competitive today. Would want to talk it down. Yet the new vehicle is weighing in at 1250 kilos with 600 horsepower, 700 newton meters. That same as rust. <laughs> and will uh, the final test will be uh, completed in t- first car available in July uh, 2011. So expect to see it mm. later in the year in FIA GT um, GT3. Com- you know, championships, maybe yep. something will come out here, who knows? But expect it in 2012 as a big entry into British GT, the championship which Alan Simonson will be trying for the sixth year in a row to not win and <laughs> become the Autosport Driver of the Year in that category. And the reason he can't win it is because there's some colliding dates, uh, not cars. Colliding? Colliding dates. Oh, not conflicting. Conflicting, colliding dates. <laughs> that mean he can't compete. That's it. In all of them. That's it for Aston Martin. Fair enough. Aston Martin indeed. But, JP, what? Don't you think it's nice to not have an inundation of guests here tonight? It is. It's very pleasant. But last week's show went very well. Inundation. Went, went Inundation. over time, I have to say. So the viewers would have had to... Uh, get an extra 20 minutes worth on their iPods, which may have taken up a bit of extra room that they might not have been happy to give away, but, you know, I'm sure we can deal with that. Having listened to the playback, 
I've realised that the pregnant pause is not nearly as bad as what one would assume when actually doing the show. True. So on that basis, let's get on to the next thing. And relax a little. And be light-hearted. I see they're going to um, open the new uh, pit and paddock uh, complex at Silverstone on May the 17th. Pit and club. Yeah. Apparently it's been uh, finished ahead of schedule. Um, only cost £27 million. Pounds. Um, <laughs> and it's going to be opened by HRH, the Duke of Kent, and, of course, Damon Hill, President of the British Racing. Did oh, they not get an invite who? to the wedding? No, 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 May 17th, wedding will be long over. In fact, the honeymoon will be over by then. So, what, what, in the true sense? Well, I don't know. I'm not going there. We've been light-hearted, remember? But you are from uh, the old country which you have no love of. That's right. So, ask me, am I, will I be watching the wedding? Will you? No. Oh! Well, Bris Vegas and I will be. Why? Haven't you got anything better to do? Oh, no. <laughs> right, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, of an evening. Of, of an evening? <laughs> we sit down and watch telly. Oh, like we watch a bit, of a, a bit of a bridal shower. That's right, we watch Benny Hill and then we switch over to Royal Wedding. Why are we talking like this? <laughs> now, what about poor old Williams? While we're talking Formula One, just very briefly, and I'm talking mean, about Silverstone. Oh, there you go. You had the segue and no, you I didn't, didn't know it. it. Segway into a pommy. Poor old William. Poor old William. Poor old Frank. Not the going RF. well, are they? No. Yeah, well, uh, uh, as it turns out, that uh, the Australian engineer there, uh, who's, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, is it right there? Anyway. Yeah, coming. Boing. Yeah, can't come. Uh, Maybe asking me. He's either going to fix itself or fuck itself. Oh, yeah, definitely. And he must. Sam Michael. That's it. Michael. You know, I'm always wary of people that have first names that could be last names. Yeah, I have a bit like that too. You know, if he was Michael's Sam, that would have helped me out a bit. It's like Sam's Michael. Mark David. (laughs) See? Dark Maven. That's right. And he's got a son called Sam David. David Sam. Always. What do you call that? I don't know. Ambi-boisterousness? <laughs> anyway. Verbal ambi. Poor old Williams aren't doing too well. And Mike Gascoigne from uh, Lotus. Isn't is... getting any more hair. No, he's definitely not getting any more hair. But he actually um, he he was money pretty by impressed doing. by Kovalainen getting 16th on the, in, the, in the Grand Prix. And, um, well, in fact, what happened to everyone else? Well, that's it. But he says that... Uh, I'm going to quote this a little bit because I think it's interesting. Gascoigne cannot help but feel a little sorry for a legendary mark such as Williams giving their demise over the years, it says. Um, Gascoigne's talking about the 16th place and he says, We were genuinely racing. It's not that we've inherited something. We've raced and beaten the established teams on pace. And that's a really big step for the team. And asked, when he was asked which teams Lotus were now targeting, Gascoigne added, Unfortunately, it's probably Williams. I say unfortunately because it's a great team and a great name and you'd like to see them nearer, nearer the front. 
So it is a bit of pominess. So maybe I'm a bit of an old git and there's a bit of an old, a bit of nostalgia there, but we're Team Lotus now and we're racing Williams and that's good for us. Team Lotus for who is there Team Lotus? Go. And that's another Wow, story. that's another another, another legal bat. Oh, let's not go there. But you know, seriously, JP, seriously, and it's rare that you get me being serious. Do you know what I think possibly the problem is with, with, with Williams? Is that Sir Frank and Patrick Head need to take their hands off the reins. And it has to be a culture that is driving that, that is not the right culture. People don't want to come there because they feel uh, it's too old school. It's the old established. And, 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 You're and right. if, if they can reinvent themselves and let these people, you know, that look. Let the young, young up and comers who are enthusiastic completely and completely respectful, like and yeah. I mean that, and it's not yeah. often we're respectful on a show like this. True. Um, that look. Patrick Head and Sir Frank, you know, were there, were there behind, you know, Alan Jones's championship back there in 1980. But, you know, things have moved on and they, it, it may be too much of a hierarchical uh, in, environment yep. where creative thinkers are not able to, uh, to do Spread their, their wings. Their, or or there is no their... leader. Or, and the fact that they are there is scaring away... I think that that's young talent that want to come here and go. Well, why am I going to go there? I'm going to get stifled. I stifle. think that that's the biggest, the biggest thing from outside looking in. I reckon you're right. They'll be scaring people away. But there you go. We'll we'll see. Maybe they'll have a turnaround. But we've been saying that for about the last three seasons. So don't know. Talking of Williams not doing well. What about Ferrari? What about Lego? Well, Lego or Lego? Well, why do they call it Lego here? They call it Lego here? I don't know. I hear they're going to be a sponsor coming up soon. Big time. maybe. A Danish sponsor. You heard it here first, not at Pelican Plaza Games Toy Shop. But I have to say, viewers, specifically Australian viewers, if you go to Europe, it's called Lego. It's called Lego in Denmark. It's called Lego in the UK. It's called called Lego. Lego in most of Europe. But here, for whatever reason, people call it Lego. Yeah, but that you know, there, there's no A in it, is so there? So get out of but the. But why do we, why do we say tomato? There's no R in tomato. No, but that's been a long-standing uh, uh, but, but U.S. The, you know, what it's thing, the emphasis yeah. on the wrong syllable. It is. There's nothing wrong. Nothing. Moving on with it. Moving on. Moving on. Right, quick. So next, or is it me? Up to me? Oh yeah, it's up to you. I think you know. We were just okay. Saying. Yeah. So. American Le Mans series at Long Beach last weekend. Well, whew, it was um, boy, what's happened to the American Le Mans series? It's uh, it's pretty much gone down the gurgler to some extent now with the uh, introduction of the uh, inter- intercontinental Le Mans chan- inter- intercontinental Le Mans Cup, the ILMC. I mean, the teams just don't know what to do. I mean, that was evident by only two LMP1 and two LMP2 teams turning up at uh, at, at Le Mans. Uh, the American Le Mans race at Long Beach, um, which ended up being won by um, the muscle milk Aston Martin of Klaus Graf and Lucas Lua, uh, who are well known. Klaus Graf, having driven uh, the panels for cars many yep. times, and Lucas Lua, a factory driver in the, in the, in the Porsche environment. No Highcroft team. No. Certainly, there was some four five eights there, and and um, and the GT car class was, was the. Uh, the, the key category to watch, but it's uh, a hugely disappointing event compared mm. to what it's been. So I don't know what's going on there, and I suppose that just uh, reinforces international Paulie's comments about uh, 
Highcroft taking their energies to um, uh, IndyCar because mm. IndyCar seems to be going from strength to strength there. Uh, Will Power having his third pole position of the season, three consecutive in a row, didn't win the race with Mike Conway, who had had a massive crash uh, uh, in Indy practice, um, taking a couple of years back, or a year back, or whatever it was. I can't remember. But and he must have gone to this show for accuracy. But, um, <laughs> no, just before. You know, anyway, he backflipped and he's back. And uh, anyway, there's no one else there. There was no one else there. He's on a fuel strategy that, that worked for him. That's right. I suppose. That seems good, doesn't it? Well, if I say like that, fuel strategy that works for him. Well, no, no, no. Well, Very no, quickly. No, I can verify that. Well, that's true. Well, can they? A combination of Someone could bring the states. And uh, tyre performance. Then degradation right. and drop off. Mm. With, uh, with a bit of mechanical reliability thrown in. Say no more. Certainly the effort in, uh, or the energy in Le Mans series racing is being refocused back into Europe and around the International Le Mans Cup, which is going to have its um, second round, the first round being at uh, Sebring. Um, 60 cars are going to turn up at, at this event. Now, I was there uh, last year with, with Alan, with, yeah. the, with the 430. I don't know. It's um, unlikely that three weekends away that I would feel I would want to go over there again after I've walked around every little iota inch of spa uh, and I do know how to get to the to the right bar. The bar in Spa. The bar in Spa. Stays mainly on the car. Par. It's on par. Right. <laughs> but I was there with the Tsar. Oh. No, folks! You can't re refer to Tsars. That's a folkism. That <laughs> uh, was good. And I was there last year. But I don't think I need to go back this year um, for it. But, but there will be six cars. Let's look at the breakdown. Okay, 18 LMP1, 12 LMP2, 14 GT Pro, GTE Pro, with the category that Alan runs in, uh, LMGTE Amateur, uh, which uh, um, uh, uh, Lucky Pierre, <laughs> Pierre runs in, and five Formula Mans cars. Formula Mans cars actually ran at uh, at Sebring, uh, sorry, at Sebring, at uh, Long Beach, and yeah. Gunnar Jeanette. Oh, yeah, yeah, mate. yeah, I'm going. Yeah. Gunnar. Gunnar, <laughs> who famously said, after I had said, well, well Paul Ryan, one of us had said, in Australian-esque, give us a lift to the airport. Yeah. He said, who else is going? I said, just me. He goes, well, who is the other person in us? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Get with it. But then he's, cool. he's down south. Well, he's Florida. Florida. He was in Gainsborough, Gainsborough, Gainsville, oh my God. <laughs> there are knobs on the trees. Um, 60 cars. But of those, now I've done a little bit of mathematics, oh, JP. This is J scary, JP, viewers. JP. When Hardy does mathematics. Mathematicness. Yeah. Come on then. Mathematicness on the. You hit me with the uh, startling statistics. <laughs> and I don't want to say JP. <laughs> Just come on. That, anyway. oh, you know what we're going to Are that. you being lighthearted? I am. Good. Nine LMP1 cars in ILM. So I thought you were saying Three no LMP2, German. seven GTE, and six GTA. No Formula One, Formula M, Formula One, no Formula M cars. Formula Le Mans cars, which uh, are, I believe, panels chassis. 
I have a feeling that panel yeah, I think you're right. Legacy chassis from refugee chassis, as they say. Refugee chassis. <laughs> Trying to find a home before death. <laughs> have to go Smack buy a Christmas Island in Le Mans, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Three second lap. Refugee chassis. Donuts. That's good. Donuts at the airport. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, uh, anyway, um, that's going to be a huge, huge feel. Okay, so obviously, uh, yeah, it starts in there and then it goes off. So is that and just going to be on Speed Channel? We'll get no coverage, I suppose. Now, there has been a deal done, but uh, no, you won't get any coverage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Six <laughs> works entries, three, three Audi, three Peugeot, and the two Aston Martin AM are ones. They know a bunch of others. Anyway, should be fun. Interesting people include uh, <laughs> and interestingly, um, the arrival of the Lotus Evora. Oh yeah, the Evora. Yeah. That's just on a thousand kilometres in the in practice. You know, at, at the Haynes, at the Haynes, at the hut. The Heinz? 57 ring. Of, <laughs> the reins of the Haynes of James Rossiter and Johnny Marlon Down. At the hands of where? Out there somewhere. <laughs> You're hopeless. Oh dear. But uh, most importantly, you should be following the number 26 uh, Orica 03 Nissan of Frank Maria Look at him and hold him. That's how you make sure you listen for it on the radio. Over to Hugh. 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 Well, I started something about half an hour ago before you started on Le Mans, and I was actually talking about Ferrari having another tragic weekend. And that's when you reminded me about Kimi. Oh, that's right. And then I never actually spoke about it at all. But um, they reckon that uh, Stefano Domenicali has admitted that they're unlikely to improve in Turkey. <laughs> Which is really good. You mean, what he really goes is we're going to look like turkeys. But apparently... <laughs> when we take our cars, it's Stefano Domenicali. It's a garlic. El Presidente Luca di Montemazzola. <laughs> has already warned that the current performance levels are not high enough. So you can take that as you will. Listen to this though, I've got to quote this because it's funny. I, you could almost do this in a German accent, but you've got to imagine it in an well, Italian accent. Well, do it accent. straight and I'll do no, it in I'll, German. I'll do it in German. German. No, you can't do it in German. It should be Italian, but it says... I'll do it says, I quote, I expect our engineers to act with determination and know-how, unleashing the maximum of their capacity to improve the performance of the car in a short time. So, let, let, let me have a look at that and I'll, I'll give a, can I? Yep, yeah, there you go. Let's give you a quick uh, look at that. Oopla, While you're rehearsing that, I'll just say that, you know, they both did a two-stop strategy, didn't work for them, tyres went off, Felipe Massa got done, um, uh, Alonso was too busy uh, holding off Schumacher and he screwed his tyres as well. So, you know, not not a good weekend for Ferrari. And Here's a very pragmatic guy and he's <laughs> expecting the large push 
from the girls and guys back home. Right. After dinner. <laughs> but I know it's not a short term. Wasn't Matt's mostly expecting a short term job? A push from the girls back home? <laughs> he was looking for the, another type of job. That's right. Anyway, no. road up. All right. Oh! Oh, what? Well, on a slight technical, slight technical, it could be semi segway. Hey, I just realised how to spell segway. And it's something like that. Segui. Segui. Segway is spelled S E A U G A. G U E. I know it. Do you know that? Do you know it? Seg. It's spelled S E G U E, isn't it? It's very interesting. S E A G U E. I can't remember. But. Stay there! I like it. On. When they're talking on the radio these days, though, nobody knows how to spell that, so they just go S-E-G-W-A-Y. So, don't worry yourself about it too much. Adelaide billionaire refugee Rupert Murdoch Yes. says that he may be buying Formula One. Now, this came down the wire, the private wire, of course, of course, this afternoon, very yeah. late this afternoon, yeah. that he and his mate Carlos Slim, the owner of Tex Mill, Tex Mill, Tex Mix, Tex Mix, Tex Mix, Tex Mix, Tex Mix. Is that a dumb Tex Mix? Where is he? Tex Mixy. Whatever. Yeah, he and his mate. Anyway, Mr. Cashola yep. from Texaco. Texmo. Texaco or Tex-Mex or tex Anyway, yeah, him. Anyway, they're going to buy the place. Buy the place? The place. Bernie's place. We're going to buy Bernie's place. And they're put with a view to putting forward a private-based consortium to CBC Capital Partners, which are effectively the equity firm behind F1. Is this because Bernie wants to retire? Finally, at last. JP Morgan, the investment bank, yeah. is advising News Corp of his options. What that means is we're taking lots of his money and exactly. really not giving anything other than neutral and backslapping and, you know, lunches with red wine <laughs> jus, you know, uh, in the Hamptons. <laughs> oh, they're, they're silence and they'd have his lunch. It's yeah. 45,000, 47,000 dollars lunch. That's it. Bring, bring Hank Cook. Do Hank I have to get the receipt? It's the Hank Cook lunch. <laughs> but, um, that prompted you know, Bernie to say, ah. rubbish, Yes, this spot is not for sale. That's right, as he would. So, mm, uh, interesting. Press, press, yeah. I love press. the press. Any bit of press is good press. It is. Who is this smiling man? We've seen him with a cake in his face before. We have. Is that right? Has he lost that much hair? He You're didn't kidding. have any hair when he turned up here for the race of a thousand years, Manish. running the Audi team. And Dr. Ulrich! Dr. Ulrich, well, we haven't seen him. Oh, yeah, we have. <laughs> You're right, we did. <laughs> you idiot, that's McNish. Dr. Well, I thought McNish had lost all the hair. I couldn't see, because my glasses, you know. They're only for short sight. Uh, they've been testing the cars and chop, you know, topping around. And further, Further investigation reveals 
that the property in Monaco available for four days for three thousand dollars, three thousand euros. Yes, which which is, effectively means sixteen person <laughs> night. Yeah, yeah. So you keep saying without a party, by three but it has a yeah. nice view. Yeah, is in the same block. Yeah, as uh, the Audi team. Alan McNish, oh. who incidentally yeah. is not as tall as the renter, who finds him a bit of a prat. <laughs> is that right? Who may or may have not have raced against him. Oh, well, there you go. In Denmark. <laughs> oh, we better not mention his name. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I've got nothing else about motor racing, but I've got. Have a go at that meat. I've got some meat. Tom, you want some meat? Have a go at that meat. Don't you be showing me your what meat. Do you get, what, what, do you get, what do you get brown bits of meat? What, no, the brown bits. Meat. Brownness is good. Is it? Yeah. You don't mind the brownness. When it's well hung, it's gone brown. I'm going to give Dogs a bit of brown. I'm going to give you a bit of meat. Here you go, Dogs. Oh, no. Thanks for that. That's all right. We'll have another chat there. Have a burger. She's Hang on, just one more. Let's do the trifecta and we'll just get the thing. Are they, is it all chopped up, that meat? It's all chopped up. It's from feast. Chopped up. Hey, you. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Oh, she likes it. Right. Licking of Dad's hands. So, anyway. Tecton. Hey. Victorian police are in trouble. Where's my wife? Wherever you left it when you went to get... There it is, not up there. I can't see. Here's that to you, Got my glasses on. Victorian police are in trouble. <laughs> what with what? Well, they've got this project called Link, L-I-N-K, and it's been a five-year database replacement project, but it's been delayed again. Started in mid-2006 and was intended to replace... The crime reporting database called LEAP, L-E-A-P, <laughs> which has been in place since 1993, so it's friggin' ancient, and they expected implementation originally to be completed already, but of course it hasn't, it's been delayed, and uh, they reckon it's now going to need an extra $100 million in funding. So it says that uh, today... The project would be halted indefinitely. This decision followed two project reviews that revealed that considerably nice more time and oh, revealed that considerably more time and money would be required for a successful implementation. Apparently, they're blaming it to the fact that the team, the project team, has been challenged with close to 200 interfaces with 25 existing applications. So uh, there you go. Uh, apparently the cops over there plan to develop a new business case over the next 12 months so all you Victorians can expect your speeding fines to go through the roof as you pay as they try and rake up the extra 100 mil and um, they're going to report back to the government as part of next year's budget process 
So uh, I think I'd be worried if I was living in Victoria. <laughs> I would be too. I, so I hate living so here. Spooky. I hate it. I was just going to go. Any traffic it. offence in Victoria. I like living here in South Australia. Isn't this just luxurious? How it good is, is the weather going to be over Easter, JP? Oh, it's going to be, gonna be sensational. Even today was good because it was supposedly today going to be 21, a chance of a shower and everything, and it just turned out to be another lovely 25 degree day. Well, the FWBM and I had mini tapping yang outside last night. He said, wouldn't his voice up through the Absolutely. Okay, so what have you got? Feel free to poke your nose in at any time um, about stuff and uh, we'll. Uh, stuff, stuff. Stuff, stuff, stuff. Alright, so we're just going to run through it because there's a fair bit of. Um, a fair bit of techie stuff here. I'm just trying to know. While you're doing that. No, 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 I'm just going to sneak off. Well, where are you going? I, I need a refill. Oh, okay. You can just carry on. You suck out before. You've heard the rumours, now it's official. Well, as official as it can get through the rumour circle that iPhone 5 will go into production in July and uh, probably be available for Steve with the A5 chip in September. Don't expect to get your hands on one before the beginning of next year. Whether it's going to include near-field communications, that's um, hard to uh, know, but I would imagine it would be. Near-field communications is going to be cool because if you have like a Visa account or a credit card account, you, you'll be able to use that device to be able to pretty much like a barcode sort of swipe the device uh, without having to have your card. Um, I saw a bit of a video today and it showed uh, the new white iPhone running with an expose JP like environment so rather than you know when you, you, you double click down on the home button and it comes up and shows you what apps are running in the background now yeah. what it's going to do is it's actually going to bring up screens of how the apps are running. So, okay. do you understand? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, here's a screen, I'll just draw yeah. a picture. So, like, here's a little screen, and it yeah. snapshots the actual running screen, not just the app. So, much like what it was done for web pages, except in a panel like that. A wide iPhone 4, available April 26th. You heard it here first, first. on the world's most number one podcast on everything. Lightheartedness notwithstanding. <laughs> that's right. Uh, can I buy an iMac off you tomorrow? No. That's why. There's new ones coming. I know. Because we haven't been able to get any for the last three weeks. They're constrained, 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 and that only ever means one thing. I just love it when you just play that game, JP, because you know that there are new ones coming, and that's the perfect line that Apple wants you to say. Constrained, constrained, constrained. Anyway, new iMacs are coming. iTunes 10.2.2. Uh, was released introducing a uh, some rather fixing some stability uh, issues and uh, and sync issues but you know when are they going to not have stability issues so <laughs> they're going to keep on doing it iWork and mobile me are looking for a revamp in a moment's time going into mm. cloud services i can hear the power sucking down there in south carolina well you know they've empl employed this new whiz bang cloud engineer or guy or whatever his name is so uh, you know they're definitely heading in the cloud that's direction right, yeah. that, that, that's right they're microsoft the cloud the cloud the, the data center manager data center data center data center manager <laughs> center Hitting centre manager. Yeah, he went off at Imola and he yeah. went to Apple. Right. <laughs> he went off. He's gone off, Mum. If you like a good game, yeah. and I do. I know you do. Simultaneously today available on Windows, Macintosh, mm -hmm. 
Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 is Portal 2. Very much worthwhile. A physics and mind challenging game. 10 minute video is available. Have a look at. I suggest you have a look at it. Just dial it up on YouTube. Portal 2 10 minute video and have a look at that. 50 bucks. Uses the Steam compression oh, yeah. game engine. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good. I wouldn't say Steam engine, otherwise you'd think we're down at Cockle Train already. <laughs> already. And um, and for those those viewers who uh, who have a PC and, 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 and are struggling to understand zero configuration, I have to tell you a story of, of happiness in my life that's a revolving around a mouse a that mouse. JP has provided me last week which by the end of the evening I was I was I was jumping through hoops with unhappiness he was he was grumpy viewers I have to tell you yet another identical mouse appeared today well almost identical it was plugged in revealing well the mouse's technology through the USB port said hey look at all these control components that are available yep, there for you to reconfigure right, the mouse. Squeeze How this. clever is that? Try and do that on a PC. So JP, thank you very much for bringing that round. Magic That's Mouse, right. you've saved the day. And, and truly, it, it is quite magic. And for the other PC users who use Aces, you might have a bit of a problem. Because uh, Acer today issued some alerts to their channel uh, about shortages because of the Japan earthquake and tsunami. Apparently, high-voltage cable lamps for their projectors are non-existent at the moment. Uh, battery chargers for some of their notebooks. And uh, if you want a new server and you've uh, signed up for an AT310, you better hope that it gets delivered very, very soon because there are not going to be many of them left. And, when, uh, when do you think they're going to come back in stock with uh, the HVCLs for the AC310s? Well, they're, uh, they're apparently negotiating with a number yeah. of suppliers. Yeah, they'll be a long time, but they won't be as long a time as we got from our one-hour show down there. I tell you. Yeah. That bloke teaches us a lot. And I'll tell you. Have you got something else? I do. And it's quite and major. I've got something else quite major too after that. No, you can't see well, this is more major. All right, go on then. You be major. Well, no, I just want to make sure we don't have a conflict. Huh? No, we don't have a conflict at all. Um, uh, Apple sues Samsung. <laughs> you rat bag. Ah, but no, uh, 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 okay. uh, no, no, you, uh, you, you got to complete. Actually, conclusion. you can do this, and then I'll follow on with yeah, this. You, yeah, yeah, perfect segue. Listen up. Now. Firstly, this document is, I'm going to give you some lowdown from, is written by a very clever gentleman called Nilay Patel, who was part of the uh, Engadget podcast team with, uh, with Paul Miller and uh, Josh Topolsky. Now, they've disbanded to disappear from uh, the AOL network to go into hiding, to probably come out with something cool on the SB Nation. I'm fucked if I know what that's all about, who they, what, what it is. But I like these people. They're funny and they make me laugh and I think they do a good podcast. And perhaps they model themselves after us. But what's interesting <laughs> and is... And they are hardy. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they don't get to the point at all. But what's interesting is that, that Apple yesterday sued Samsung. The case is interesting because Apple is dependent on Samsung for pretty much everything in their in their in their supply line. Of course contracts would be in in place LCDs for their DRAM, the SSDs, yeah. SSDs for, for MacBook Pros. 
the new A5N and the older A4 processors for the iOS devices, and also Apple TV and iPad. But you know, Apple is going and saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're going to do this," and the company's complaint says, "Look, hey, if you want to copy our stuff, that's fine, but we're not going to let you do it." So you're in violation of, of our intellectual property rights, and, and we're going to fight that. So I'm going through a long doco here, and it's basically what Apple has said that like there are seven utility patents and three design patents that they're bitching and moaning about. And having looked at it, it it's pretty clear to see that the Galaxy S and uh, the Galaxy Tab is severely infringing on the Apple iPhone and Apple iPads um, uh, look and feel. So yes. let's have a quick, <laughs> let's drill it down to what are they trying to say here? I'll, I'll, I'll dumb it down it, yeah. with the help from Neilai Patel and all credit to Neilai for this because this is what he wrote. Hardware and software trade dress claims, which is basically about look and feel and, you know, yep. hey, are you using... Are we are you are we leveraging your popularity in marketing to make ourselves a more viable product? Like, for example, like if that beer you were drinking, mm. if Coopers came along and made a beer that was in that packaging that represented a beer that sold extremely well, much like a Coca-Cola bottle. Yep. You know, if you put a product in a Coca-Cola bottle because it had that look and feel, and now they've even got the old glass bottle out there, yep. for those who want that old experience for a little bit of a premium price, then you're sort of infringing by, by Making taking... something that looks like it. Well, yeah, you're, feels you're, like you're it getting into whatever. the mind space. You're going, yeah. hey, if, if, if it feels like a Coca-Cola product, it must be made by Coca-Cola. Yep. So, now... These are a pretty high-end sort of statements, but nonetheless, where does it start, where does it end? So their hardware and software trade dress claims include, one, a rectangular product shape with all four corners uni uniformly rounded. Two, Jay. the front surface of a product dominated by a screen surface with black borders. A substantial black border above and below the screen, having roughly equal width and narrow black borders on either side of the screen, having been roughly equal width. S relating to the Galaxy Tab, which yep. is their, the iPad, yes. supposed yep. iPad yep. knocker, substantial black borders on all sides being roughly equal in width. Well, hang on a minute. Yeah, but you could argue the fact, well, well, uh, you guys are making the, the LCD panel. Yeah, so if you were making the panel, yours would be the same anyway. A display, a metallic surrounding frame of perimeter of, of the top surface, mm. a display of, of a grid of colourful square icons that, with uniformly round corners, a bottom row of square icons that set off other icons. Anyway, and, and, so and then, what, what's more, they even go on to packaging claims here that say... That a rectangular metal box with sil minimal silver, metallic silver lettering and large front picture of the product prominent on the surface of the box. Now, I mean, where <laughs> we start. I, to me, I actually feel this will fail because if they 
if this goes ahead, the precedent is that you can't you can't do anything that Apple's no, going to... Like, oh, I've put some silver embossing on the Jamie Oliver meal book and I'm going to do silver embossing, so therefore I'm, co- I'm copying that. You're right. A two-piece box wherein the bottom piece is completely nested in the top piece and a tray of cradles... A tray that cradles products to make them immediately visible upon opening the box. Yeah. Okay, now, yes, you can see the two shots there. Look, yeah. There, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, you do need to have a look at it. I suggest a go to um, you know some of the more popular podcasts like Engadget.com yeah, Engadget, or Mac Rumors or um, Daring Fireball by John Gruber, which is an actually excellent, excellent uh, um, the DaringFireball.net. Daring or daring? Daring. Da- or da- da- daring. Daring. As in da- 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 I always heard it was daring. It's funny. You know? Daring. Is it Lego? Or? Daring. Daring. Tastes cool me or daring. Well, you don't dar somebody to bloody uh, set their hair on fire, do you? Dare. And, we'll, and we'll, leave the, we'll leave the show with this before. Well, no, we won't because I've got to finish we'll my little one next. But we'll go with, uh, with, um, with, with uh, inf- tr- Federal Trademark Infringement Number... Three eight eight six one nine six. The iPhone app. Okay, so there's the iPhone app icon. Yeah. Uh, and there's the Samsung Galaxy. Oh, I see. App. They're showing you the two. Well, yeah, yeah against each other. So yeah. what they're saying is like um, that. Really, you know, you, it, the whole why... thing's a rip off. Is what they're inferring. Well, it their is. <laughs> design and intellectual property. But isn't is what the, what they're saying, the sincerest what, form of flattery. What they're saying, and they use this under a, under a patent infringement called method and apparatus for displaying information during blah blah blah. For example, in in instant messaging system. Um, in simple terms, it covers the iChat and the iOS cartoon bubble chat interface. That's what Samsung's Touch Whiz chat interface looks like. But no, I, I mean, it's really. You know, I mean, is I in think the words that, of Monty Python, if you're going to split hairs, I'm going to piss off. Well, I think that I in, think a, in a courtroom, they're here. going to say, "Well, this could stifle innovation in a big way." Mm. Um, thought that was software was only the issue. Well, you're going to love this bit. Uh, the cantilever push button controls the volume control yeah. along the side. Well, they own that now too, so you can't have a. Oh, right, so all those old rocker switches on cars, all the people who make them are going to get sued by Apple. Uh, well, possibly. Well, <laughs> they're probably not working anymore. But, uh, yeah, certainly not the Rover. <laughs> but, yeah, the uh, the volume rocker on the 3GS and the... Uh, uh, well, actually, it, they're actually talking about the, the volume rocker on the 3GS and the 3G. Um, no longer no longer there. But it, it, it is getting um, a little bit uh, a little bit old. But, but I'd like to just finish up JP but you know considering that this is a, a major major complaint and this is yeah. not about the Android operating system this is about a physical product mm. that looks without using it that they are tricking the, the the world out there into wanting to take the product into their fold because they think it's an Apple product yeah. It's not about right. like mimicking with once you've bought True. it. It's about, hey, we're trying to tell you in your mind that the yeah. Samsung product is actually made by Apple. Yeah, I, but then hold on a minute. Well, I think we, on that basis then, we need, to, uh, we need to seriously think about getting Mark on the phone 
because he's sending stuff from his Samsung Galaxy S and he hates Apple. Look, we're way over time and we don't have time for, for him tonight, but, but no, I, 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 I want to just... Uh, just, though, just don't you? The, the, these are billion dollar like games. Hmm. Um, there's, this will take years for this to be um, pushed aside. But having said that, it, why do these things come up in the first place? Because dialogue with some wanker just broke down and they had a bad lunch? And it'll probably get resolved. Certainly, there'll be contracts in place to be able Absolutely. to make sure that uh, that Samsung has to deliver the, the content and the materials and so on like that because they represent 4% uh, of their of their, their, their multi $185 billion income, um, Sony being the largest. But I thought it was interesting, and Neil was very uh, clever to point this out, that... Um, that in the documentation, uh, they uh, they actually had a picture of the Samsung Galaxy S4G um, and the Samsung Galaxy Tab box. But funny thing, it was um, it was it was shot by someone else uh, and posted on Engadget's uh, um, uh, by an Engadget stuff and posted on the Android community. Yet they failed to ask for the copyright. To <laughs> take a reprint, a photo yeah, of yeah, the offending product nice. yeah. in the lawsuit. Litigation? So I think, you know, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think it's enough about that more soon. Well, while we're on the lawyers and while we're talking about the Samsung, basically uh, there's an intellectual property lawyer called Florian Mueller. And, uh, he, Mueller? Yeah, and he's a, like an open source software blogger and a lawyer, of course. And he reckons that Samsung is caught in the crossfire of Apple's all-out war on anything Android. That's basically what he said, and he says it looks like Steve Jobs would even be prepared to sue a member of his family should any of his kings decide to build Android-based devices. And his take is that um, Apple's action against Samsung was a move in the right direction for Apple, who argued that from a shareholder perspective, Apple should drop claims against Nokia and focus purely on hurting Android. If Apple fails to fend off Android, it will, within a year or two, find itself in a situation like that of RIM, Research in Motion, even if at a higher level initially. Apple has realised this already, as its new lawsuit against Samsung shows, but given what's at stake, I think Apple would have to do much more than this. It would have to sue more Android device ma- device makers and over more patents. Thank so, you, JP. Beautifully, you beautifully read. And on that note, as we head into a, what are we having for dinner? We have ants climbing trees. Yeah, what's ants climbing trees? Ants climbing trees is an unusual name, JP, of a spicy Sichuan dish. Um, it, it comes from the fact that it, it bears the resemblance to ants climbing trees. That little bits of minced pork coating, lustrous bean bread noodle. Okay, so what I put in it, and I've actually, as you can see, I've actually prepped up. Here's the, here's the, the noodle. I'm going to soak yeah. it up for a little bit. I've got a little bit of chilli bean paste. Right. I've got some uh, dirty old vajada. Um, <laughs> the old chicken. dirty old vajada. That's right. Uh, some sprunions. And uh, uh, chopped chili and uh, chopped chili, ginger, the whole schmear is in there. Um, and uh, mate, I'm going to want it basically without put it in the wok, fry up the meat, and it'll be great. And we'll talk about it next week. Fantastic. I'd like to thank you to be on the show tonight. That's all. I'd like to thank you for inviting me on the show tonight. God, and, we're light hearted, aren't we? It's good night for me. Is that light hearted, Good night for me. Was it just sucking up? It's a good night for me. Oh, and it's a shall I say, Wayne? Oh, absolutely. Hey! Yeah.
Right, good night, viewers. Merry, Merry Easter. Yes, have a lovely Easter, and as they and say... And drive safely, viewers. No, I wasn't going to say that. Well, I was... I'm not, but I well, said... that's it. so unlighthearted. I know it's unlighthearted, but, you know, it is Easter, rogue toll, mm, not good. <gasps> Speaking of lighthearted, we can't give away much after the weekend. There'll be an interesting announcement relating to Taz Douglas. Right. Which we're going for so much now. Speak later. Good on, No, we just don't need